Good, yeah. I'm alright. How are you feeling in this fresh 2024? I'm a bit tired, to be honest. Tired? How so when you haven't got back to work yet? It's been a busy, festive period. Hmm. Like it's been great, but yeah. It, was, yeah. it was busy. Okay. So, are you going to tell the people how you owe me a hundred pounds? I don't owe you a hundred pounds. You owe me a hundred pounds. Okay. So, to the listeners. Shout out to you guys. Thank you for tuning in again. We are the Branch Off Podcast. Uh, you're with MG and... Lebo. Lebo. Um, and here we are. We got a bit of a conundrum here. There's no conundrum. Why are you making a conundrum when there isn't one? Listen, listen. That's you, not how it works. You owe me a, you owe me a I honey. I owe you nothing. Okay, so let me let me explain it because oh, you're just wasting the people's time there's no need to explain because there's nothing to explain i owe you nothing if you're not worried then you're just me. taking up air time <laughs> like people will just switch off now listen listen, listen. anybody who was listening yeah they're like <laughs> these people are having a domestic on the podcast why are they having a domestic on the podcast okay so like, stop so to the, to the to the listeners we're at an impasse and the reason why is because at christmas when we were getting ready to come back because we were away for the Christmas break, Lebo and I had a bit of a bet in which the loser had to pay the winner £100. So this is how it went. We were packing up our stuff, getting ready to come back, and we've got another device, an iPad, and she had asked me you know while we were both upstairs is the device charging downstairs no that bit right? no you see, that bit right. you see okay. you don't right. even have the facts right and then right, you're gonna be here trying to expose me no all right so so give it give i don't it to owe us. you nothing <laughs> let's move on <laughs> okay so. if you can't even get your facts straight like if anything you owe me a hundred pounds for, for character defamation <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> Now nah, you know what it is, yeah. Okay, so basically, in the end, what, what ended up happening was I I proved out of the whole situation that I was right and that I was. You were not right. Pounds. Like you changed the whole. Oh my! You didn't even tell. Listen, okay, let me tell the story. No, 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 no. You're not but, even telling it correctly. All right, go on. Basically, then. I was using the iPad, but I had a charger with the iPad. So I put when I finished using the iPad, I put the iPad on a specific kind of charger. But when we left, we took three chargers with us. So then, <clears throat> what you're not telling the people is that you always forget stuff, okay. i.e. chargers, so you're wherever just gonna, we're going. You're just going to put my business out in the street like well, that? Well, I mean, you weren't telling the story correct. So. Okay, but hold on. No, no, no. We need to correct the record. When was the last time I ever forgot a charger? It does, it's not about charger. You forget stuff. I forget stuff, right. Okay, but I don't forget chargers, right? You have forgotten chargers in the past, though. Anyway, so because I knew this would happen, anyway... I w- we were now tidying up and packing up our stuff. And he had a, you had a charger that you were using upstairs. 
So then I asked you, where is that charger? Because it's it's a specific charger. Yes. And then you were like, the charger is downstairs charging the iPad. Yeah. But I was like, that's impossible because I just came from downstairs where I had put the charger on on a specific charger. Facts. So then you somehow sneakily, I don't know, some Houdini <laughs> moves or whatever. <laughs> You somehow, you, you had snuck downstairs, you had put the charger that I'm, I was referring to into the, um, into the plug and unplugged the charger that I had plugged in and then plugged in your charger. Like, I don't understand what the, like, what the logic in that okay, was. So- ah, I'm not finished. Anyway, then you decided, okay, now I'm going to make this bet. So basically, you... What's the word? I don't know what they call it in gambling or in whatever because I've never been part of that ba- world. Basically, when, you, when, you, when you're juking the stats. Basically, when you cook the books. I cook the books. You cook the books and then expected me to win out of it somehow. Anyway, so then you're like, I bet you... No, you were like... I was like, okay, where's the charger? And you were like, the charger is charging the iPad. I was like, that's yeah. impossible because I know that I put the iPad on the charger. And then you're like, no, 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 no. I'll bet you a hundred pounds... I was like, where does this guy get the vim and the, the confidence mm-hmm. to be like he put... And then I was also like confident in my Because he knew perspective. you'd put it in, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you're really still right now, even after me retelling the story, you're still standing by that I owe you a hundred pounds. Am I allowed to speak? Go on. Yeah, you owe me a hundred pounds. Shout out to you guys, man. Thank you for deciding in my favor. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with the 100 pounds, but you know what? We're going to have a good time. Nobody's decided anything. Yeah, no one's decided anything, but you know I'm probably going to spend um, the money in loose living. What money? The money that you owe me. Anyway, what? moving on, guys. You can just take on. it off from the debt that you owe me. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But anyway, moving on, guys. Hope you guys are well. Hope you guys have had a great Christmas break and you know are looking forward to the year that lies ahead. And, you know, I was just thinking about this, that, you know, as we start the year, one of the things that you hear about, you don't hear about it at any other moment during the year. It, you, you hear about this whole idea of New Year's resolutions, right? It's, it's almost become a very played out idea. Um, and one of the reasons why is because we only ever talk about it at one time, um, which is at the start of the year. People make their goals, their resolutions, their objectives for the year. And usually by about February, um, the thing has died out and we've settled back into our normal routine. But yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Have you have you made any goals for the coming year? Any things that you want to achieve for the coming year? Not that I'm going to hold you to it. Wow. Just just in case anyone's wondering, <laughs> you know. No, I have. I feel like if you don't um, set goals or something then how do you know what you're aiming for for the year um is it resolutions maybe i wouldn't call it a resolution in that sense but also i um i feel like i do not quarterly goals i don't know how to explain it so i'll have like overall like an overall picture of what i want to achieve in the year yeah but then like my birthday is in may so then Come May, I might set some other like goals. Okay, okay. Like I'll reflect on what I've achieved so far, and then I'll reflect like uh, you know if I'm aiming for like if I'm still achieving the the, the like 
on the road to achieving the goal that I've set for the like the overall goal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know whether I want to say goal or not. I feel like I have a a theme for my life. Let me say it like that. A theme for your whole a life. Theme, not it's for not. my whole life, but like for the year. Okay. Like a theme for the year, and then every quarter or something then maybe i have like smaller goals or steps that i use to achieve that theme that's fair so i I wouldn't say it's a resolution or goals per se in that traditional sense of like new year's resolutions and goals and stuff like that okay what about you yeah i think what i was going to say was that when it comes to the start of a year i don't i don't like to set my goals with changing in the calendar year Rather, what I tend to do is I tend to work off of when my birthday is. So I'd say by my next birthday, I want to have achieved A, B, C, and D. Mm. And I could obviously go bigger and say in five years' time, by this birthday, I should have achieved this. Yeah. Rather than working according to a calendar schedule that begins in January and ends in December. And I think one of the things that I find as well, though, is that like a lot of marketing is geared towards this whole new beginning in in, in January, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at gyms, for example, right? Gyms have got, uh, they, they cater their marketing campaigns towards reaching people who have fitness as a long-term goal. And they say to them, you know, it's January, you know, you've, you know, work off the, the Christmas uh, weight that you put on, all of the, you know, the turkey, the chicken, the potatoes, all of that stuff, right? And so they use that as a way of being able to promote their offering and their product. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of created this this wider culture where it feels like January is everyone's reset time, yeah. right? And And everyone's doing it. Brands are doing it. There's the whole concept of a, dry january where people don't consume um any alcoholic beverages and 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 it's seen january is seen generally as the time for everyone to do a reset and 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 i think for me i kind of don't like to to follow with what everyone else is doing because usually when you know when people are 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 following on you can kind of get caught up in it and i'm kind of not wanting to get caught up in it like that yeah, I hear that. But I think it's also a good, like, um, a good inspiration for people. Like, you know, when you know that you're not doing it by yourself. Yeah. Of course, I mean, I'm not saying that it means that you'll fulfill it or anything like that. But I think, like, when you know that you're not by yourself and that everybody's doing it at the same time. And yeah. I feel like there's, like, kind of community kind of created out of, like, everybody's starting again. And it kind of gives you, I don't know, like if you didn't achieve certain things the previous year, then it kind of helps you, like it kind of feels like it's a blank slate, right? Maybe. I don't know. I'm talking like as somebody, like I don't necessarily like set resolutions and stuff like that. But I feel like if it is something that you do do, maybe it also gives that appeal of, that's that's why everybody does it in January because it's like, well, it is the beginning of the new year. Yeah. And if the end of the year is really a thing that what like okay we can draw a line under certain things and have a blank slate then i guess yeah it seems apt that you would do it in january but i guess it's just not getting caught up in the hype of it but actually setting 
realistic goals or resolutions and things smart. that you can actually yeah things yeah. that you're actually going to stick by and also being accountable to them um and having people that will keep you accountable to the goals that you've set because i also think like okay you can set the goals but then if you're not accountable and nobody's checking in to be like well are you actually doing them yeah then there's also in, like it's also quite, um, counterproductive but you also have to be active like you actually i want to have to want to do it rather than just yeah. this tick box exercise of like i'm gonna set yeah no exactly and, and i think one, one of the things that we also have to be aware of is if we're talking about doing certain things and this could be achieving certain goals or even letting go of certain things like breaking habits right mm. in order for us to achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve you have to apply a good measure of consistency. And the problem that I find with January is that January is one of those months that because everyone set their goals and everyone wants to achieve A, B, C, and D, it almost feels as if in January they are, or every or a lot of people tend to move at 100 miles per hour because yeah. they're working off of the either the adrenaline of of looking ahead to what they want to achieve and so they they put they they want to start off right start the year off right give their best effort as they get into february march for some people you know some people are, have given up by beginning of feb mid-feb um and some people are able to to, to last the distance you know a bit longer so i think in terms of like achieving goals and stuff like that you know consistency is key mm. even just as simple as if you want to get fit right one of the best ways to get fit obviously you can as long as you are eating right because obviously diet is a key part to like to like fitness but also is is having a consistent routine where you you know that these are the times that i can work out these are the days that i can work out and you stick to those each week and and the, and the funny thing about consistency is that it's it happens so in such a sub, in such a subtle manner that you don't even realize it and it becomes second nature and i'm speaking from experience anyway <laughs> <laughs> i think some things with consistency become second nature but like yeah i i can agree with that actually i th i think it depends on what it is yeah, I mean, yeah, like consistency, constantly doing something regardless of what it is or not doing something will obviously create a habit. Yeah. But I think obviously if you're trying to reach a certain goal, it's not just about, it's about active consistency. Though. Yeah, no, absolutely. 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 Because I can consistently think about having a six pack, but if I'm not actually actively doing anything. If I'm having McDonald's every Friday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to celebrate the end of the week. Um <laughs> Yeah, a six pack might take a little bit longer, but it's all good. But then you know, the, having said that, though, you know when you when you, I know that was you know obviously very lighthearted. But there's people who can just eat madness and they just they just stay fit. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at that person. Nah, I'm not that guy. After Christmas, uh like I might have looked the same, but internally I just felt I just felt off. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's very interesting, and and I think for me, one of the things that I will be doing is obviously paying attention to 
what other people are aiming to achieve. And I think this is a really good time as well to 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 be plugged into what your friends want to achieve for the year and help them out by by holding them accountable, not to the point of like beating them with a stick or anything like that, mm. but just to encourage to, you know, um, help them, you know, give encouraging words, all of that. You know, sometimes all you need is a little bit of encouragement and then, you know, before you know it, you can achieve your goal. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want to get into the topic of the day. It's about something that we discussed the other day when we were coming back. We talk, we talked about it. You asked me the question in the car. And while I was thinking about what I wanted to say, I thought, you know what? I could probably flesh out my point a lot more on the mic. So I thought, you know what? Let's get it done. So your question was, it was to do with the idea of, of, lyrics or rap lyrics particularly being used in court cases mm. right and against either for or against but it, it tends to be mostly against, against isn't yeah. it yeah so i guess around that wider topic there is an additional question i want to ask and i think i should have brought it up in the last in the last one we done but we ran out of time but i'll ask it because i think we're still quite quite good for time but i wanted to get your your thoughts on that or do you want me to go first? I yeah, because I asked the question. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you did. You did ask the question. Okay. So, for context to our listeners, I'm someone who has been involved in music. I've written songs. I've been a part of a group that released a couple of projects. Uh, shout out to Fansol's Fam. We released the Seen and Heard mixtape, and re- we released the beginning of the end album, which is now on all streaming platforms. Sorry. I shameless just, plug. I had to drop a shameless plug. <laughs> you know, just had to. Why not? And you know, funny enough, just, just a side note, it's, it's interesting listening to it now because we recorded the album when we were kids. You know, this is a, probably a good, what, 15 years ago, mm. which is just wild. And obviously a lot happens in 15 years. You, I, I think it, it's more about I'm, I'm more interested to hear, or rather, let me put it this way. I love to hear how I've changed and how I sound uh, and how I write and things like that. But anyway, so for context, I've, I've been someone who's been involved in music. And I recognize that music has got the ability to be captivating, mm. right? Captivating to the listener because you love the arrangement of what you're listening to. But also captivating because the person who's conveying a particular message has the ability to do so much. So they have the ability to take you into a far, far, far away place. So if you've never been to a particular country, Mm. you could listen to someone else describing their experience in another country or that country that you haven't been to. And not that you can relate because you haven't been, but the person's artistic ability is ushering you there, mm. so to speak. So having said all of that, I think music has the ability to, to to obviously take people to places, but it also has the ability to, to, to convey certain messages. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we're looking particularly and we zoom in at rap music, there are a wide range of artists who talk about different things. Yeah. And 
the other part that we have to remember when it comes to music is that while music does carry this element of it being artistic, there is an element of real life which is involved with it as well. Mm -hmm. In other words, if I've grown up in a particular environment and this tends to, well, what tends to happen is I would talk about my experiences or the things that I've seen within my within my music. So I'm kind of going around and around in circles, but I'm going somewhere. Let me land. <laughs> so my, I guess where I'm getting what I'm getting at is that music has the ability to be both artistic, um, but it also has the ability to be metaphoric as well. Okay. So while it may be a literal sense, this is what I've seen and this is what I've grown up in. There is the other side of it, which is metaphorical, which is, you know, think about art, right? And, you know, we think about, like, artists. Artists can paint a, a picture, and sometimes it can be abstract. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be, what's the opposite of abstract? Obvious? Clear? I don't know. Realistic? Intentional? Realistic? <laughs> yeah, that, that one. <laughs> I'm getting bodied. Um <laughs> Uh, English is not my first language. Um, it's, okay. it's okay. So I think with music, we kind of have to look at it in the same way. And this is why I think that using lyrics to prosecute or using lyrics as evidence is problematic. So prior to our discussion here, I did a little bit of reading. And I found out last year, and I think this is 2022, uh, 240 people were convicted of offenses this is here in the uk as a result of music being used as evidence mm. against them yeah now here in the uk a lot of the music that is being used or that is being used as evidence to to convict a lot of people tends to be like drill i was, I was literally about to ask what genre of music do they yeah it is a drill and i mean drill I don't. I've, I've never really gotten into it, but it it comes across very violent and aggressive. This, I mean, you know, action movies are violent and aggressive, but we oh, still watch them. No. <laughs> anyway, nobody's getting convicted <laughs> on the role they played in an action movie. No, but, but 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 I guess the point is this: is that like, if I'm an artist and I and I jump on a drill song, and you know, I'm talking about certain things. To prosecute me based on art just doesn't feel right because, art, you know, I'm, in my opinion, when I'm an artist, I'm making art. I yeah. get that there's guys on the other end who want to talk specifically about the madness that they've done. But then how is it or where do you draw the line between someone who is, I guess, making an artistic impression or making an artistic offering and someone who wants to glorify things that they have done in the names of or in the name of street cred. This is kind of where my conflict comes in, which is that as an artist and the way I view music, it's not as simple as saying because I rap about X, I've done X. Yeah, but then don't wouldn't the well, I would hope I don't know. I also don't know enough about the law, I think, necessarily to make an opinion. But I'm going to make an opinion anyway. Go ahead. Um, but wouldn't 
wouldn't you only get convicted using the lyrics that you've used if also your character lines up with the like your character outside of your artistry like i don't think they're just going to pick up a random person just because they listen to some lyrics that they said well or would they pick like do you know what I'm, i don't know if you understand what i'm trying to say like if like for example you have some songs that you've released and you've recorded like some bodies of work with different people but you know you don't have like a criminal history right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i don't think law enforcement would just knock down our door and be like we're here to arrest you because you sang this lyric like wouldn't you have to be on their radar to have done something for them to even be looking at your lyrics to begin with maybe but we also have to remember though that we're living in a time where if we're talking about drill music drill music has already got a certain perception in the eyes of the law so the 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 mere presentation of drill music not even necessarily without even without even going to the to the level of lyrics the moment you hear drill beat or the moment if you are familiar with drill the thing that you're already anticipating is a certain kind of content so this is what i wanted to say before there's i was reading this story of this guy called james i don't know what his real name is or was i think he's still alive but um james is is a guy with learning difficulties i think he's, he's autistic but he fell into you know the the whole county lines thing okay um and he ended up this is a real story by the way he ended up in one of these seaside towns in brighton or whatever while he's in brighton you know he was dealing drugs on behalf of another gang what ended up happening was the gang ended up getting arrested right okay uh, the, the gang does music mm-hmm. as well as obviously they did music as well as their criminal activity. But because they shot a video mm. and James, who is, I think he's just a non-melanated kid, just normal. He was in the music video, mm-hmm. dancing in the music video. Yeah. He was prosecuted based on the fact that he was in the music video. Which is which is just absolutely wild. Well, not really. Well, yeah, but he was selling drugs. So. No, but then the thing is, when you when you when you were dealing with someone who is who has learning difficulties, it's not the same thing because no, they have the ability to be manipulated. Yeah. And so, what his entire defense was: I have learning difficulties. I am autistic, but it's also crass to try and prosecute me based on the fact that i was asked to be in a video and i didn't know what the song was i didn't know what was going on in the song but i thought it would be fun but based off of that connection it was used as a as a means to to prosecuting me yeah i get that but if he wasn't running in those circles rightly or wrongly then he wouldn't have been in the video to begin with right necessarily yeah okay so i'm not like i'm not defending that like them prosecuting him knowing his circumstances and stuff like that but what i'm saying is it still goes back to my point like if you are who you are and you're doing music yeah so it's a bit like with the u.s and like um oh ysl the rico case and all of that you know about well, it right? like there's that but i meant like more with like r&b music okay right? yeah yeah like just because you see I'm not going to name any names because (laughs) (laughs) 
it might come back and like this person is cancelled. Why are you talking about them? And did it? I don't want to cause drama. Okay. But okay. say you have some person, artist A. Yeah, artist A. Yeah. Is there talking about? I spend ten thousand dollars on these girls. I do this. I do that. It doesn't right. mean that actually in their real life they've done that, right? But if like spraying money on people was a crime, and they were not involved in a criminal world. Surely mm-hmm. the law would not pick them up for something that they're not associated with just because they sung about it. That's the point I'm trying to make. I think the problem is you have artists who are actually involved in criminal behavior, then going on and bragging about the criminal behavior, which then taints the whole artistry, don't you think? Yeah, no. It, and to be honest with you, I think this is where we have differences between the US and and here. Uh, and, and and I think the a large part of the difference is the fact that like in in the situations I haven't come across a lot of them, but I've I've I've, I've heard not heard, but you know you come across um, you know like songs and things like that where certain things are being mentioned, and it's very very specific. Mm. And he's going into obviously it's graphic, but he's going into specific detail about the circumstance, and that is effectively you know you're telling on yourself. Yeah. And I think in cases like that where you are where you are describing something that is a literal something where you have done a crime then I think absolutely it's it's um it it's uh, applicable or it is valid for it to be used used as evidence. I think where I have a problem is where an artist says something on a very very general level not tied to any specific situation or anything like that and they're literally conveying i guess their their artistry within their within the context of their life right i don't think you can use that as a basis to to prosecute someone now granted if they fall into a situation where a crime has been committed and then they're looking into their lives and you know they see that they've done music that's always gonna raise certain eyebrows but i don't think that using the lyrics as evidence in in a particular situation like that is is particularly helpful but then why do you think okay say artist z yeah did something yeah and you know is it just like is it showboating is it pride is it like what is it that makes them think well i can sing about this thing that i did and no it's never going to come back on me oh you mean in the instances where someone's describing something very specific yeah because then i think for me i think if they are doing that because obviously you can't say well you are involved in criminal activity so you're not allowed to be an artist like, hey, anybody can be an artist, Anyone right? can be an artist. If you can... You can pick up a, a mic. And you know, like, you know what I mean? You can do it all from your house. Yeah. So I think, like, okay, we can't police it that way. But what is it about people who are involved in this life? Like, you know, the underworld, as others would call it. <laughs> um, I don't know where you're going to whisper it. You know? The underworld. <laughs> the underworld. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what is it about either not being caught for whatever the crime that they committed or like i don't know what do they feel invincible do they because i feel like then it tainted for everybody else who then may just be talking from like 
a very general general metaphorical like metaphorical, do you know what i was sitting yeah. in my window in my apartment block and i looked out and i saw so and so like but in a very like maybe they had a story that was retold like you know yeah, when yeah. family gather together like okay i lived in the project but actually my parents shielded me from madness that was going on so i was never actually on the on the street corner dealing drugs and i never i just went to school and came home but i'm into music and i'm going to sing about it i'm going to sing about the life that i saw yeah but i didn't necessarily experience it because then i think it, it makes it it blurs the line between the those kind of people right Who, yeah no definitely it does and, and and i think we're not helped as well by the fact that there's certain kinds of music that you know if you can be a a really good artist and you could avoid madness and you'd never blow and the reason why you'd never blow is because the industry doesn't look at artists who present themselves in a in a clean image clean content you know all of that stuff doesn't fly it's mm. not it's not popular but the stuff that is popularized is you know is the violence uh, lyrics to do with drug dealing you know gang activity all of that mm. and it, and it's unfortunate and and then you think about if we cross over back to the states now, you think about the movement that I think I think it's Jay Z and Meek, Meek Mill are a part of, where they're trying to get lyrics from or to stop lyrics from being used as evidence. Mm. I think based around the argument, the fact that like when we're talking about music and lyrics, it's an artistic expression which isn't meant to be taken as literal. Literal, and I get it. I get it. I'm not, uh, you know, like fully aware of the of the full set of details behind the YSL Rico case, but I do know that lyrics have been part of the evidence that has been used. Yeah. In fact, you know, funny enough, <laughs> you know, the lawyers for um, for Young Thug, you know, they they said that his name stands for truly humbled under God. And I was crying. <laughs> I mean, that is artistic. <laughs> that is artistic. <laughs> truly humbled under God. Young, yeah. truly humbled under God. Yeah, truly humbled under God. And then there was like, why that makes no <laughs> because his name is Young Thug. Yeah, but oh, it's fine. Okay, but like, make it make sense. Yeah, like Young Thug makes sense. But then when you're now saying Young, truly humbled under God, like what? what like that now you know, and and the timeline was cracking up because everyone was talking about. Yeah, there were all these acronyms and they're all like yeah they're all like christian related you know what would what, would, what would ll cool j stand for i don't know um <laughs> i was gonna say ladies but if i'm starting on ladies then i'm on the wrong foot <laughs> <You really are. laughs> and i thought it was supposed to be christian related in yeah, my exactly. head i was like whatever it is it ends it ends with jesus yeah it must do <laughs> uh love the lord cool jeez nah that doesn't work um yeah anyway. anyway anyway so yeah i think i i i i think it's very interesting i think it's something that we should definitely keep an eye on so do you think if this is something prosecutors are going to keep doing mm-hmm. that it should extend past just music that if you are going to then prosecute certain artists by the words that they sing and whatever then you should look at other artists like poets or so th- th- book writers or like authors stuff like that like this is literally what i was thinking about as i was putting this together i was thinking so like if we kind of get like a parallel 
an alternative parallel where someone like a Banksy, right? We don't know Banksy. We don't know what he looks like. But if Banksy started painting, right, a series of paintings based on crimes that he's committed, mm-hmm. could that be used as something that that could be admitted as evidence? Yeah. Do you agree? I mean, I don't like. I don't see why not now. Because I think like once you start, you set a precedent, then don't you? Like once you start on that trajectory, you then have to. Somebody will find a reason why you'll have to persecute a, like a an artist, like a, a painter or a, a, yeah, an but then, author or something for, or even like, dare I say, script writers. Like if they wrote a certain script yeah. for a TV program. Like, would that have to now be looked into? Like, where are you getting the inspiration for this? And yeah, but then, but then the thing is, what I'm looking at though is the fact that music is judged to a different standard than everything else. Mm. So with art, art can be, you know, you could paint the maddest looking painting, but it can be perceived as artistic expression, and it's like because there's the subjectivity of art as well which is hmm what do you take out of this hmm what do you take out of this it can go in so many different ways and so it feels like and there is you know I was declining to mention it mention it but there is also the idea that obviously um art is non-melanated dominated mm. which means that it's always going to get judged on a different scale to music like a purer scale particularly drill music that is melanated dominated uh, yeah but i don't think drill music helps itself to no no it it doesn't it doesn't uh, uh, like people on stage and banaclavas and bali like ah uh, guys yeah but but then yeah no i absolutely get that i absolutely get that i just think that if we're going to apply a particular standard and we're going to say that music has to fall in line with this standard then we have to apply it across the board you know um, yeah. We have to apply it to to art, you know. We have to apply it to guys who are poets, to movies. It's getting tricky now, isn't it? It is getting tricky because, you know, there is nothing that will be left untouched. Everything has got to be touched if we're going down that path. Yeah. It's hard, though, because I think, like, with music, people are really confessing. Yeah, I mean... certain things, isn't it? If you're telling on yourself, then I'm sorry. You know... I think I, I think the the fact that you're telling on yourself means that you should be locked up. Because I'm thinking I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the person's name yet, but there's certain, there's a certain artist who's okay. I think currently in jail. Yep. Um and he who shall not be named? Yes. Okay. But when you think about some of the songs that he sang, you're like the guy was really telling on himself. And now yeah. that the truth has come out, if it is the truth, then it's like but he was confessing it. Yeah. So then I think that's also difficult in that sense because then it's like you do have people who have retrospectively been found to have actually been telling us what they've been doing. Yep. Which but then, then because, is, a, is like because they were hiding under artistic expression, they yeah, got away with it as exactly. well. Exactly. Fair. That's fair. right. So mm-hmm. then it's like I can see why the law is turning to that route because of course nobody's ever going to walk into a police station and say. Well, yeah, I did it. Yeah. But they're clearly doing it in their music. Mm, no, that's true. That's true. So then I want to switch gears a bit. I want to stay on this idea of music, but I want to ask you a question. It's one that we've spoken about before off the pod, but I think it would be good to just 
you know, see obviously where our positions stand on it. So with this whole idea of, of art imitating life or life imitating art, is it possible to separate the art from the artist? I don't know. I feel like the more things come out, the harder it is. Okay. At first, I think when we first had this conversation, I was like, yeah, of course you can se- separate. Because I feel like I've been, maybe to a certain degree, I've been able to do that within the Christian sphere. Yeah. Where a Christian artist maybe did some madness, you know, fell below the standard, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I was, some of the music I was able to continue listening to regardless of what they did. Yeah. But then there were some artists, Christians still, who did whatever they did. But because they did whatever they did, it just put me off their music. But then is that because of the degree of what they did? So in other words, they they done they, they done a madness, right? Yeah. And unfortunately for us as humanity, we there's different madnesses that have different responses. So you know, someone who does something and someone who does something else, is, they're not going to be treated the same, unfortunately. Yeah. So then if if artist A does a madness that is somewhat palatable, and, but they can still, you know, go ahead with their career, and then artist B comes along who does something that is perceived to be worse, and they get cancelled, it's like... No, I think it's about the person it is about and the what person. they... Right what they seem to be doing okay. when the scandal happens. Okay. I think if the, for me personally, if the person is like, I don't care what y'all think, I'm doing what I want and blah, 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 then it, it kind of, it just makes me feel like, I, I don't know if I can. Yeah. Okay. But if the person is like, you know what, I get it, it's hard, it's hard to understand, it's not necessarily the path that I was looking for as well and all, you know, like if they're, hum- if they're, if they're, True. Well, I mean, am truly I, humbled under God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but no. If they're, like. if they're like, yeah, if they're really repentant, if they're really, and I don't know if I'm the judge of a person's repentance. I don't think I am. But if they're showing certain fruits, I guess. Yeah. I think it makes it more palatable for me to like continue listening to their music. Okay. Or their artistry, or whatever it is. But I think. Yeah, the person's character and how they conduct themselves through that scandal, whether I know about it or don't know about it, I feel like, well, at least the the bit that I, I'm allowed to see, because I guess yeah, unless I live with the person, you can't really or go know. to the same church with them or live like life with them every day, mm-hmm. I don't really know how they're reacting. I I only know what I get to see, whether that's through social media or whatever, right? Yeah. So I think that's that's where I'm at with that question now is like it's about how the person has acted and how they've taken accountability for what they've done. Okay. And if they're not taking accountability, then I feel like it's it makes it hard for me to support them. Okay. Okay. But that's, that's within fair. the Christian sphere. That's within the Christian sphere. I think for me, um I used to think that it was possible to separate the art from the artist. I do still think that you can separate the art from the artist. But what I will say as a whole is that everyone is hypocritical. Yeah. 
And because everyone's hypocritical, we have certain biases that we have where we will accept other people's mess, but not others. Mm. And I'm at a place where I recognize my own hypocrisy in that with certain artists, I can, I am able to separate the the art from who they are as a person. Mm. But then with other artists, I'm like, nah, you know what? Chuck them all away. But do you think that's like also determined by how much you had liked their music to begin with? I feel like if I wasn't very loyal to the yeah. artist before the scandal, if a scandal comes up, then I'm like, it's easy for me to let go. But then it depends on the kind of person you are though, isn't it? Because for me, I think I know who you're referring to when you when we're talking about he who shall not be named. And I did like he who shall not be named's music. And it was banging, but the moment obviously that all them scandals came out, I just chucked it all away and I was like, Yeah, you know what, I'm done with it. But what, you were continue you were like or continuing to listen to the music? No, no, as in I, I, I stopped com- completely. But it's not to say that if another artist got into a situation, maybe not to the same degree or same scale, that I would have the same response. Yeah. Which is why I was saying that, like, I recognize the hypocrisy with those yeah. within within myself. Yeah. yeah. Hypocrisy and the biases that we hold. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and I think as as much as, of course, like, in the eyes of God, sin is sin and there's no degree to it. Some sin just does seem more ah, depraved. Oh, man. All right. Ah. I mean, no. Ah. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. What I'm saying is that, like, like we, we, we look at it like that, though, isn't it? There's, there's, no, there's, you, there's yeah, levels to this. I'm not, I'm not here claiming to be Jesus or God. Right. Okay. I'm only trying to get closer to Him, but I am not Him. Yeah. So, as much as I know that I shouldn't do it as a Christian, it it also does just happen. It does where happen. Where some some acts of sin just make me cringe a lot more than others. And that's and that's absolutely okay because at the end of the day you are a human being, right? But I think the other part of it is what that is also worth remembering is that while we may judge things according to levels or according to perceptions, and to be honest with you, the I mean I I say that, but I also still judge things according to so like there's certain things that if I hear someone else has been involved in, it doesn't matter who you are, you're just like done away with, right? Like I just think. You know, if somebody decided, I don't agree with it and I don't think it's right. Like, I, I genuinely don't agree with it, yeah. But if somebody was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to cheat on my taxes. As compared to somebody being, like, actually hurting another person. I'm not saying there's degrees of difference, but it kind of feels different. It does kind of feel different. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, with the, with the way we're, we're taxed for everything. You know, <laughs> it feels like a bit of retribution because think about it. it's VAT, uh, income tax. You know, um, there's you know inheritance tax. There's whole, there's a tax for every road tax. You know, council. T- man, I could go all day. Anyway, but I guess the, the, I I get what you're saying though. In that, like, I feel like with the example of cheating on taxes, what you are dealing with is the state rather than an actual individual. Yeah, and I think, and okay, maybe in some big picture way, not paying your taxes, you are hurting people in some way. 
in in the sense of like the services are not getting the money that they need. Listen, you just hurt, blah, you blah, just blah, hurt blah, the people blah. in the government who just misappropriate funds. Yeah, that's get, it. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like when you genu- like, there's a difference between that and like actually going out of your way to like do something that's gonna hurt either your wife or yeah, hurt yeah. another human being that's like not part of your life in any way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's fair. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more <sighs> dehumanizing of people that has to happen. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I definitely hear that. I definitely hear that. I think for me, getting to understand that as humanity, we are hypocritical and we don't, we're not consistent like that for me has been helpful because when certain situations have happened for example in the christian world and you know you know pastor a or artist a has been cancelled and there's been widespread outrage and they're like cancel you know um you know miscon you know excommunicate them and all of that like i've been able to actually take a step back and say but hold on you know just six months ago the same thing happened to this guy over here okay but he's still around and you can see that he's still around so i think for me understanding that that humanity is far from from consistent has definitely been like it's almost been like a a healing thing because because stepping away from our discussion about music it feels like particularly believers Mm. Are, are some of the harshest critics that you can ever get especially within the christian world yeah like you can't do anything wrong like i remember there was a, a there's a there's a pastor who he came out not i use the words came out like very 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 <laughs> very bad choice of wording <laughs> listen on the pulpit he he mentions that he got caught up in a situation okay no madness happened, mm-hmm. but the very appearance of it makes it look like madness happened. Okay. But because of the appearance of madness happening, yeah. he was going to take a step back. Okay. And so he took a step back. Yeah. But I was getting emails. I was getting, you know, I was seeing all types of commentary on it. And yeah, like a lot of the things that you got to see that were being said by people who profess to believe was yeah it it wasn't it wasn't encouraging it, it wasn't mm. edifying in the you know in in the slightest so i think coming back to music and coming back to our topic of obviously separating the art from the from the from the artist i think um when we understand our the role that our perception plays when we understand the role that our bias is playing mm. i think i think it's okay to have a position where that is that is absolute in the sense that you're not able to to separate the art from the artist that's absolutely okay i think as long as you're consistent in that Mm. but then that's kind of going back on what i said but i think (laughs) i think it's okay to have absolutes but also understand though that they are gonna come there's gonna come a time when that viewpoint is going to be challenged when it's your faith or when it's someone that you have an affinity for yeah i think the, the problem is though especially when you're talking about humanity is 
like celebrity culture and like the idolization of people yeah yeah so i think that also plays a part it's not just about our perception and our biases but it's also like the idolization of people yeah so if you idolize somebody like when they do do something it's like what listen i remember um andy minio you know uh one of my favorite artists he he wrote these words in a song he said you know all of my heroes are frauds Mm. and and you know what when i when i heard that the first time it something struck a chord with me because you only ever think of your heroes in a particular light and you think man my heroes are above failure but at the end of the day it's about understanding that they are also still people and they have the ability to fail too Mm. you know and so when we come to that understanding that you know this person who has got x amount of followers Mm. who attracts so much attention who you know while they're on stage they can seem the most anointed or whatever right they've got the ability to once they step off stage they they can do a madness anyone can do a madness i mean they can do a madness while they're on that stage (laughs) they can do a madness Go on that stage, come off that stage, go and do, go and do, do more, more madness. madness. Yeah, like, yeah. if there's anything humanity has taught me is shut madness. Up. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It, you know, any anybody can get it anytime. Um, do you know who taught me that lesson? <laughs> who? Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Ah, oh. go on then. Go on. Like he's a hero. Yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, but when you really understand who the man was and behind closed doors and yeah what happened and all of that i'm like no seriously yeah uh, heroes can be (laughs) frauds too they can be be frauds it's not yeah the picture that we get like shown do you know what i mean it's not just it's not just the freedom fighter yeah no absolutely but but then but then in terms of the messages that are broadcast about him though all you ever hear is like for example with uh martin luther king as well yeah i have a dream speech and all of mm-hmm. that but, but you don't hear the other stuff you in the don't background. hear about all the other stuff in the background yeah. you know and and i think it's time for us to to start being honest even about our favorites as well you know and and i guess if we are if we are honest and we recognize that you know, whatever prominent person that we listen to or whatever, whether they're an artist or not, the at the end of the day they are still human. Still right? human. We've got a long trail of pastors, you know. Yeah. I mean in in the body we've got you know, the body basically has a black eye, right? You know, in the eyes of the world based on the amount of like scandals we've seen. And, mm, and I think we have more than just a black eye for- <sighs> I mean, I was trying to be generous. I was trying to be kind. <laughs> But yeah, but but you know what I mean. There's a, a long history of of scandals, and I think when but I think, we yeah, sorry, yeah, no, no, it's okay. I was just gonna say that like when we start to be to be honest about about where we're at, when we start to be and we start to look within as well. Yeah, I think that's when that's that's where that's where the healing can really begin, you know. Yeah, and when we don't portray ourselves as God Himself, yeah, and yeah. Jesus Himself, like no, we're human trying to follow god trying to reach that the, that standard that he has set for us but we fail because then i think that will make it easier for the world to digest as well yeah I, I think when when we have when the world has the understanding that when someone professes a belief they are not going to be a 
picture of perfection mm. but rather someone who's trying to work it out and who is you know just going along and you know then i think it can it can kind of bring a lot of the balance and it can answer a lot of the, the i mean obviously you won't answer everything because just yeah. some people just help it on like you know the moment someone does something even if they've just come into the faith see i knew <laughs> i knew this person wasn't it's a true. believer right? i mean that happened with kanye in it like happened with kanye it happened with justin, with justin bieber. bieber yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it happens with a lot of people but i think it's also just we just need to be less judgmental as christians i think yeah we no, are absolutely. so quick to judge yeah yeah we no, just no, we see are. something and we're so quick to judge like i think sometimes we need to take a moment to understand we need to take a moment to reflect and to remember who we were before we came to Christ. I think sometimes also the longer you're saved, the, it seems you forget what it was like to live in sin. Yeah. Even yeah. though just because you're saved doesn't mean that you're not sinning anymore. So I think it's it's like we just, we're just too quick to judge. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, wheeling back to our discussion, because we've completely veered off track here. Wow. Yeah. Going back to our discussion, you know, can you separate the art from the artist? What do you say? What's your final verdict? It's not black and white. It's not it's not black and white. No, it's not. But I think for my own sanity, I can't. Okay. So I tend to just let go. Because there's plenty of artists out there, you know. I don't have to be stuck there's, with one artist. There's a there's a lot of guys waiting to be discovered as well. Yeah. And I always I love discovering new artists to be honest. I I I kinda live for that. Not live for it. That's like obsessive but like i think my journey with music is that is finding people that everybody else is not listening to rather than just listening to what everybody's listening uh, you always you, you're always on that kind of time where you're like oh i listen to them first yeah. but half the time i'm the one who put you on but okay. it's all good continue it's all good it's all one flesh anyway we're good yeah no we're good <laughs> <laughs> so I think one flesh i don't owe you a hundred pounds then in it no 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 relax i need my money um <laughs> i think for me i think i will I'll take it on a case by case basis, to be honest. That doesn't sound absolute in any shape or form, and I'm absolutely okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like it's not like somebody sent me yeah, and I'm not getting paid. Yeah. But I feel like if I was listening to music that is attached to somebody's scandal, then I'd feel like I'd have to defend that person. And not that I like I'm sure they're not asking me to defend them. Nobody's paying me. Their management team is not on the phone to me like, oh, thanks, Lebo, for, like, defending our man or our girl. Like, I don't, you know, there's none of that. So I feel like just for my own peace of mind, it's easier for me to just be like, I don't feel like I have loyalty to music like that. I feel well, it's different for you because you're, like, an artist, in it? Whereas for yeah. me, it's, like, it's just more for, like, consumption purposes. So therefore, I can yeah, take but it or leave it. But then why you say that though as well, I'm also I'm also a consumer. No, I know, but I mean I think music means a lot more to you. Yeah, it does. It does. I'm I'm able to um not just look at it from the perspective of obviously just listening, but also from the side of, of making it. Yeah. That's why it's not as easy that's why it may not always be cut and dry yeah so that's what i mean yeah. whereas for me it's easier to cut and dry because i don't necessarily understand yeah yeah the process behind it i just know that if i know of a scandal i'm out it's just easier for me <laughs> to be out i'm out <laughs> or to be on the sidelines at least i think there's some artists where i'm on the sidelines with where i'm like 
kind of keeping an eye on it to try and see if things change but not really yeah i, I think for me as well though there has to be a there has to be a redemption arc and yeah. a, and i think that's why in terms of sorry i did i uh, know i did it's not as simple as as saying a yes or no because by or if a certain artist does a madness while the right thing to do maybe to stop you know obviously listening to their music there is also i would like to keep the door open i mean and 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 this is in relation to their own redemption right mm. you know and and for some artists it takes years some it's it's instantaneous the situation is not always the same but i would like to think anyway that if i'm not closing the door on a, on, a, on a certain artist it might not necessarily mean me playing their music but it's more me keeping an ear to the ground just to see what things are up to if they've you know decided to act right then I'm to be fair there's an artist who who was like that for me mm. where they did there was a scandal and i was just like meh whatever but was it a big mazzoline i mean a scandal is a scandal Facts. you know okay. but i think um I haven't gone back to listen to their music, but I have kept up with their story. Yeah. And even though there has been a redemption, kind of, it still hasn't enticed me back to like listen Kai, to their music. That is. But that, that I is, am grateful for the redemption for their personal redemption. They're still cancelled though. No. Sheesh. There's no. There's. It's not cancelled. Hey, if you haven't played the music, they're cancelled. No. <laughs> wow. I don't subscribe to that. Yeah. Uh, you don't. You don't do council culture. No. <laughs> Nah, it's all wrong. good. It's all good. All wrong. <laughs> That's all I've got to say to you. All wrong. I had to. It was there. It was an alley. He threw me an alley. Wow. I, had to, I had to dunk that. But yeah. But yeah, no. Interesting discussion though. Interesting. Looking forward to our next discussion. That's going to be good. Our discussion is always good. I know. I was like, I don't know why you have to say that. We we have we there's a lot more conversations that we have offline where obviously we mention artists' names and we're a lot more. Not to say we're not forthcoming, because I am pretty forthcoming here. I would like to think. If I'm not, then hey, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. It's been good, as always. And hey, you know what? Maybe let us know what you think. You know, are you the kind of person who can separate the art from the from the artist? If your favorite artist did a madness, would you still listen? Would you still, you know, be a supporter of theirs? Mm-hmm. Or would you completely discard them? Let us know. And what's your take on prosecutors using people's lyrics? Yeah. To prosecute them. You know, one thing, and I, I know that we, we kind of talked about like drill, but what if there's like, there's other forms of music out there where people are doing a madness? Yeah, no, I just literally, in as I said that, I was thinking there's bare people doing Christian music and saying, this is my testimony. No, I wasn't even going there. I was thinking more about like, Guys who are in death metal. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is that because of that, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. Like there are people who are confessing to things that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. in Christianity. <laughs> nah, 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 I love that. I love that. Nah, <laughs> listen. If I'm sharing my testimony in a song, bro, and I said I popped him five times and then they're going to pull up on me. Yeah. Uh, nah, nah, nah. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Nah, you know, I'll, drama I'll, productions have been made out of people's 
Listen, life and testimony and what they were before Christ. I mean, we thank the Lord for Christ and salvation and the cross and all of that. But really and truly, if this really persists, there is no way of stopping it. Yeah, and and I think that's why there has to be there has to be a boundary around it in terms of setting certain parameters and saying that you know what, like if we're looking for. I think firstly you can't limit it to to particular genres. Mm. A guy could be singing R and B. Yeah. He could be singing country. Country. He could be singing Afro beats. You know. Uh, you know. Mm. I'm a piano. No, let's leave it. <laughs> Respect us. Why do I'm a piano? Leave it alone. Nah. <laughs> I think the first thing is we we have to get rid of that the the prejudice that exists that that perceives that certain certain you know types of music are always associated with crime and 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 look at it from the perspective of you know really anyone can be can can be caught up and anyone can really put something in a song specifically talking about stuff you know but then it's also about who the authorities are interested in as well yeah i feel like we finished the part but then now we're having another discussion and i yeah. literally just had another thought but maybe i had to leave it for the for for another can you sum it up in a minute? Well, um, I watched uh, uh, an interview mm-hmm. a few months ago, a few weeks ago, uh, by Buster Rhymes. Buster, who apparently used to spend summers and time in Blackpool and Morecambe and Preston. And Preston, cheese. That's why, fire. Why I know. Yeah. But basically, mm-hmm. what he said is he, uh, when he was growing up, he ended up like, obviously, running with a certain group of people. Yeah. And they were doing madness. Yeah. But then when they started doing music, the people, the gang were like, we're going to protect you. you but you're not allowed to do the bad stuff. Anymore. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. So I think yeah. there's also an onus on artists to also look out for each other. Yeah. To be like, actually, if you're about this artistry life, let's protect you. Let's protect you. Let's yeah. take you out of this life. Don't be dealing drugs. Don't be involved in the gang life. And you go do your artistry thing. So the only way he was able to get out of that kind of cycle was because the people around him were like, if you and your group and your people are doing music, then go do your music. Again, go do we your don't music. want you yeah. on the street corner. We don't want you selling drugs. We don't want you doing... Do you know what I mean? But then but then the problem with that, though, is that when we're talking about the... the what's it called? There is a certain desire that the authorities have to want to secure convictions yeah sometimes you can get caught up purely by association well, yeah of course and and obviously in those cases it is unfortunate and it, and it definitely shouldn't be like that but i do definitely recognize the fact that there are situations where guys who are artists have literally been told you know just stick to the art you know stick to the music side of things we'll fund you we'll do all of, and i guess that's the other part where, where it becomes tricky because you know the proceeds of crime act here in the uk talks about how you can't use money for that has been you know generated through criminal activities and funnel it and make it legit yeah. through through other means and no, in this particular yeah. case we're talking music then no but i was like up. i don't know i was I, I don't know about the you know yeah, implications sorry, I, of like finances and stuff yeah, but what sorry, i mean I went is slightly more, technical yeah but, yeah, but yeah. it's it's more so for me the attitude of okay, you were on the streets, but if you're going to do music, go do music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be on the streets. Yeah. And then they would fight them to be like, why are you on the street? 
I thought you were doing the music thing. Yeah. If you're really serious about this music thing, go do the music go thing. Go do the music and thing. And we won't bother you. Because I think that's the thing. Young people are groomed, right? They're brought in into the into the life, into the gang life, into whatever. But I guess, like, it's also about people, like, as a community being open enough to be like, we see talent and we want that person rather than just come make fast money. Yeah, yeah. Like, actually go do your craft. Yeah, absolutely. No, I hear that. I hear that. Interesting. Good point. Thanks for bringing that in. That's an extra thing that I hadn't actually even considered that, you know, if you hadn't brought it in, you know, the episode would have gone without it. But yeah, shout out to you. Thanks. But yeah, guys, let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Do like, share, spread the word. Oh, yeah. And if you want to become a part of the fan club, we don't really have one. But, you know. Oh, maybe we should do some shout outs next time. Yeah. There's certain individuals who started a fan club. Yes. Yes. We want to shout out them. Should we? Can we mention their names? Actually, they've been waiting for their names to get mentioned. So really? shout out to my sister. Shout out to my brother-in-law too. Yeah. Who they, ne- they know who they started. are. Yeah. They started the fan, the fan club. I don't know how it's going to manifest itself because at the moment it's uh, started as a, as a bit of a, a WhatsApp thing. That's but fine. I mean, I think we can turn it on Patreon. Yep. Patreon. That would be cool. Gotta pay the bill somehow. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys in the next episode. <laughs>